we are on <coughs> day five of the retreat uh, together. I would like to offer the morning instructions. We'd like to speak to you initially a little bit about the, the kind of, you might call it the formless periods. That means when we look at the construction of the day, there is the regularity, the sittings, the walkings, the standing periods, the <coughs> and the reclining in terms of the form, formal postures. Useful and practical uh, for uh, the daily life. There's the range of uh, other periods of time which are more in the formless category. And that includes the times when, <coughs> pardon me, we are in our room, from the brushing of the teeth, to washing of clothes, the tidying up of the room, etc. These formless periods are valuable, worthy of mindfulness and contact and connection that will then give that support for the formal times. So that there is a simple uh, duality taking place here over the days between the forms and the formless with the recognition and acknowledgement of the importance of uh, both. There are the meal times and with the meal times there's the external that means the nourishment of uh, the good food uh, here and it happens quite regularly and it's rather pleasing for those who are vegetarians or plant-based uh, vegans that quite a number of people come on the retreat who are used to eating the backside of a cow or the leg of a chicken or a piece of fish or whatever and realize that the alternative diet has tremendous variety uh, to it and make that switch uh, uh, over from uh, eating the creatures in these factory farms to uh, a plant-based or vegetarian uh, diet. There's also the relationship to the event as well. And in the relationship to it, three considerations. Uh, in the application of the mindfulness to the uh, eating. One is uh, the speed which we eat, eating mindfully, taking our time, making it a meditative meal. Um, uh, secondly, the leaving of some space in the stomach. This gives some opportunity for the digestive processes to digest the food into liquid, into uh, energy, and you need that space uh, in the stomach for that. And thirdly, the uh, uh, chewing of the food and it can be virtually liquid by the time we swallow. This uh, process will help with harmony and health and well-being. Plenty of times at home, 
those of you who like to uh, eat out or whatever, that sometimes we can make these a very meditative uh, meal as, as well. There's the, the work period, plenty of times in our day. We uh, engaged, particularly in the home environment, with all the details of the activities at home. So we do our practice here, help appreciate the small and the incidental things that we do. So the attitude and the relationship is not one, oh, I've got to do this under pressure. It's not one, I'm going to get this finished and over with, I've got more important things to do, but rather seeing it's part of a conscious uh, way of life. With the day as well here, there are the one-to-one times with Suchindra uh, and myself. And again, some areas for uh, mindfulness uh, here. So, uh, one of those is, if, if of course, if you sign up to see Suchindra or myself, this is the, the teacher that you see for today. You know, sometimes people put their name on the same day for uh, both teachers. That will keep a space away from somebody else. Sometimes a person goes to one teacher one day, and then the next day goes to the other teacher, and tells exactly the same story, same issue, to see which teacher they prefer uh, or what account feels better uh, for them. So, back into the old comparing mind once again. There. So, when coming to see one or other uh, of us, if you can bring something uh, fresh to it, it can be, happens regularly enough, that one doesn't have any particular experience or area of interest or concern to speak about. It can happen that you may not have any questions to ask. So then you just come, put your good backside down on the chair and we will ask the questions. So you may come with something to share and speak about, you may come with something to ask about, you may come with none of that, so you uh, just sit down and we have the privilege of asking you. There are a number of you, very welcome, who are uh, here for the two weeks. So in uh, the spaces uh, there, to give those who are here a week maximum opportunity to uh, uh, sign up. Similarly, with uh, the listening as well, in the exchanges which take place uh, in the one-to-one meetings, as with the inquiry too, uh, uh, in fact, sometimes it's just a word or two, or a sense of something within us, and that there's a receptivity, either from within or from without, that means teacher, something important in that, it registers a little bit, this, oh, this could be valuable, this could be useful extra to the practice, this could be worth giving a bit more priority to, or, or whatever. So if possible, not always, if possible, when you walk away from the uh, one-to-one, there might be something of some 
residue which can be useful and serve you uh, in the days here. So the walking away time after the one-to-one, the interview is uh, over. Those moments can be uh, valuable there, use the Buddha's words, to squeeze the honey out of the situation, rather than either forgetting the whole communication, maybe one, or sometimes a person needs the one-to-one, and then there's a lot of thinking, 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 thinking going on. So again, the, the middle ground between forgetfulness and excess of thinking, and uh, finding the middle way with this. <coughs> with the uh, flow uh, of the days, here, as it as I mentioned, there's a ex- little bit more exploration and interest in the, what I was calling the formless uh, periods there. There may be times, um, take the walking as an example, that much of it is really slowing down, of course, to really feel the experience of a human being, she or he, us, walking on the earth. To really feel that sense of the being, the human being, a creature of this earth. And in our walking, lots of the roles that we have, lots of the identities that we have, all that accumulations of knowledge and information that we've uh, gathered so much of over the years, uh, that in a way we're putting all of that aside we're in the very bare basis of just being a human being on this earth without any of that to find a harmony and a clarity and a sense of well-being there and out of that, that will inform the role that will contribute to it so we're not rejecting roles in life Uh, we're not undermining them in any way We see they are a presentation of the human being, but we're going deeper. We are going that much deeper. We're even going deeper than the identity of being a human being. So the walking meditation, harmony and the sense of integration there, and sometimes during the day, with uh, walking, for example, we may approach the kind of everyday normal speed of walking. Yeah. Going to the toilet, we're going from A to uh, B. Really note, notice the difference here between walking at a normal speed and the mind putting pressure on the body called hurrying. That's to remember that. Hurrying, life hurrying, 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 it's more pressure on the, on, on the being. We can walk well, we can walk fast, but we're clear with that, it's not in the hurry. It is helpful, and I must say everybody's been keeping to this, and much appreciation and gratitude to you, to being in the hall, meditation hall, within the first five minutes. And that is really giving support to uh, uh, each and uh, every 
one of us. If you are a little bit late, because of the, the, the sliding uh, door, of which <clears throat> I have to take a little bit of responsibility for, I do apologise. So, a couple of years ago, I said to the uh, Lord Abbot, it's a lovely meditation hall, I appreciate the space, it's a lovely size for us, lovely and quiet most of the time. Um, but there's not enough light in the hall. Could you replace the doors and have more, so more light can come in, in at the end? And could you uh, um, allow, <coughs> you could use the doors also at the side and have some mosquito protection, etc. Yes, 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 yes. So when we came back uh, the following year, bless him, which I hadn't thought of, he put in the sliding doors. So, anyway, so if you are a little late, uh, one or two of us, Wolf and I, we are the side door veterans. So uh, come through the side door over there, nobody will hear anything, gently, gently come in, like, like that, if you're a little bit uh, late. So it just helps with the, the silence. We mentioned with the silence, the uh, silence of uh, speech, really precious and important, not intruding on uh, others in this way. Uh, there's a certain silence of the body as well, the quietness of the being there in the movements of the body, that's a second. And third, taking it a little bit deeper, is the, the silence of the being, the silence of the heart, of the mind. Meaning, not agitated, not in a state of restlessness, nor in a state of excessive thinking. And that silence of the being can include the quiet reflections on that which is important to you. So this, the, uh, the Buddha uh, here, <coughs> just to mention this, uh, I've written, if I may say, uh, rather a lot, and a few of the recent books have had the word the Buddha in the title. So I've been saying to good friends in the West that I'm not going to keep using the word the Buddha in the talks in the West. He's had enough free publicity from me for decades now, so uh, he's marginalised with the talks there, but this is Saranath. <laughs> so, a little exception here. The wise one gave these uh, remarkable uh, talks, and the first talk focusing tremendous insight. The vulnerability of human beings to wanting to build ourselves up or put ourselves down. That was the first talk was based on that. Building ourselves up, putting ourselves down. Can there be another way for human beings to move through this existence? I mean, it's awesome insight. We could just take that 
and explore a different way of being when that when we're not caught up in that it's a liberation of itself so a little bit more reference to uh, uh, the Buddha uh, here <clears throat> with no apologies <laughs> with the day <clears throat> we began with the breath we went from the breath to the body we included parts of the body where there's stress, aches and pains and said let's use the power of the mindfulness again the word power is used with the Buddha the power of the mindfulness to direct it into those difficult areas to see if we can relax into those areas dissolve into those areas because that tension or that block or that contraction needs to open up to allow the energies to flow a little bit more freely may not be perfect of course and sometimes it's simply a kind of congestion in some of the cells uh, there it doesn't block liberation it doesn't stand in the way of love it's just that for some the cells are just a bit tightly connected together and we have to remember there is life outside of these tightened cells sometimes of course it's through tension and stress and busyness clinging and holding and and therefore we wish to break that up we then move further along and to include that sense of the whole uh, body and to be mindful and vigilant about the I and the my landing to look at ourselves selves is always in the quotation marks of course here to look at the being uh, we might say and just to recognize that the I, the world of the I and my when it's in a problematic situation what does it land on more often? is it about the body? yeah is it about one's feelings and uh, emotions and, and uh, issues around the intensity of the feeling life does that pull us in quite a lot? is it about our perceptions? our views, our views of ourselves, our views of others is that where we kind of get stuck, shall we say are those views rather contracted and limited and judgmental and not very clear, is that that where the issue is? the fourth one, the samkaras is it the, the formations that go on in our mind, the states of mind what we say, the formations of the words, the speech, the written I find sometimes, just on the written for the moment uh, that with the variety of, like yourselves, the messages and emails uh, come that sometimes if one is writing or communicating a firm response whatever that might be about sometimes I find it quite valuable to be just mindful enough not to send off fire off the email too quickly what I say to myself is Christopher, sleep on it don't push the send button sleep on it the next morning I wake up most times I soften it 
I delete it, I rewrite it, etc. Sometimes a night's sleep actually surprisingly reveals some wisdom because one was a bit involved in that. Mm. Especially those of us who are regularly writing critiques. Whoa, do the critiques come back? Whoa. But that's, if you give out, you get back. That's, that's part of the ballpark. <coughs> so we went today, uh, um, yesterday rather, I'm sorry, um, giving more attention to the feeling life. As mentioned, there is the very bare feeling. It's quiet, it's subtle. It might be pleasant, it might be unpleasant, it might be uh, in between. Can we just let the being quietly rest into that feeling? We don't want to put pressure on it. We don't want to use our willpower. We want to relax quietly into the feeling. All the postures, form and formlessness. Just to remember. Not to do it all the time, but let it come. And then the quietness of that feeling something without the will, that means without the self, it quite organically, naturally gets a little bit deeper in the being. When you begin to feel it a little bit more uh, deeper. And this depth, which is so precious and so beautiful, significant, significant, will, when the feelings change, it will enable us more easily to capture the moment when the feeling is leading somewhere else. It might lead to some uh, intention which is wise and useful. It might lead to building up a story. We want to catch that if we're getting caught up uh, with that. Fantasies about the future which are based on feelings. Sometimes feeling pleasant can build up a lot of hope but that could lead to disappointment. It's unpleasant feeling, influencing our thoughts of the future. It could lead to fear or anxiety about the future because it's under, the thought is under the influence. So we'll notice that earlier and more quickly if there's a little bit more depth in the being just to notice the pleasant, the unpleasant or the views that arise in between. Sometimes person will say, Ah, oh, Christopher, it's not pleasant, it's not unpleasant, it's kind of in between. I feel I'm not going anywhere. So there's a feeling between the two, and then the view arises, I'm not going anywhere. Unable to recognize the importance of that feeling between the two. It's a beautiful feeling, it's a precious feeling, not one to be uh, rejected. Sometimes it's quite nice to have a break from the pleasant and the unpleasant, <laughs> and just to be, etc. So we're engaged in that practice. We can explore all of this, as I mentioned, with the form um, and the formless. A little bit of mindfulness as well to the beloved uh, bell ringer, and uh, sometimes person forgets it's their day for the bell ringing or they forget to ring uh, the bell. Someone kindly came over and gave me a reminder there and if the bell ringer, she or he, would keep their sharp eye on the, the times and the general principle is before the sitting period 
there it's at uh, five minutes before and with the bell one does the full circle so that everybody in rooms and outside of rooms uh, gets the opportunity to hear so that we can start uh, punctually in the, finally in the talk um, yesterday evening with the uh, theme of love and also flowed on as well with the uh, inquiry uh, amongst the many um, um, uh, aspects one aspect which um, I'd like I wish that it resonates uh, uh, a little heard my concern a couple, a couple of times in the way that we terribly easily um, confine love to it's either about myself or it's about the other and their relationship to myself or somebody else or whatever and to me that seems a rather a, a confinement of love because we're just finite human beings uh, there and we exist and we uh, coexist and if we're just looking at the finite that's called me and the other or just me or just the other or just the both of us if we're just looking at the, the finite itself to me is has a scent, a bit of a feeling of a bit of pressure, maybe a lot. And then that pressure generates the views, and the views generates the measurement. Enough, not enough, need more, or I said, the measurement starts. Teachings and practices of, of love is not about increasing love. Uh, there. What it is about, it is an exploration of love. The liberation of love allows for an exploration of it. And in that exploration, it includes oneself. It includes the other. It includes the relationship too. But it also includes a lot, lot more. And that lot, lot more is important is valuable. I mentioned uh, a number of uh, expressions uh, of that uh, larger relationships with life, to the relationship with creatures, to the relationship to the nature, the world around, to the nature of the arts, of the Dharma, the Sangha, and much, much more. We just of course we must be mindful and conscious in the dynamics uh, we have with each other important and profound and very uh, deep about that but it would be a pity that that seems to be our big priority and therefore the expansion of the love is wider and more inclusive and in that those dynamics of relationship and communication, whoever the other might be, we can embrace more easily. We can include more easily because we've got to, we're, we're exploring love, not measuring it. It's a different sense with it. And it's a 
really precious in this world that we live in. With finally, with the uh, uh, the day, uh, there's the uh, the blue skies above, and uh, the uh, earth earth below, and it can be quite precious at times to just feel the expanse of things. So there is a hopefully calm, clear relationship to the breathing, to the body the experiences are there, to the, the feelings and the subtleties of, of, uh, of that, to the form and the formlessness, uh, the structures that we engage in, and do include in your day a certain expansive awareness, just to be. No special object of attention just to be on this earth, sky above, earth below, human being available and present to it. Alright, enough. Thank you for uh, listening. So let's have a uh, sitting together for around 15 to 15 minutes or so.